Welcome to the Persona MBA podcast, where we are asking the top questions on Persona. We have a great guest this week. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself and the show? Yes. Well, my name's Chris LeBron, and I host the Off the Ball podcast. It's uh, it's mostly you know just talking about basketball. I interview uh, you know athletes, journalists, other basketball content creators kind of expanded a little bit you know i've done the last few shows i've actually incorporated some wrestling into basketball talk which is something you know you know as a content creator just trying to just trying to get better and better so uh sorry about the fire trucks but uh yeah just trying to get that creative juices going so just trying to expand and all that but yeah uh i uh i've been doing the show for i would say around two years but like the last year plus you know, uh, I've been really going hard at it. That first year, like that first few months was like trying to figure out if I'm good at this. <laughs> and that, then like, all right, then you, I do a show and then I'll stop because I'm like, ah, I, I don't know if people care. And then I, I just told myself, hey, just keep going at it. And then I, I, I moved closer to my job. So it actually, you know, helped a lot because the commute before was brutal. So by the time I got home, I didn't have time to even talk. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, we're glad to glad to yeah. have you on. The WWE thing, it's funny. Uh, Persona just opened that up as a topic. And so we're actually getting a bunch of WWE podcasters on the platform as well. So you were playing around with WWE. We're playing around with wrestling too. So yep. I think there's some synergy there. But uh, I have to ask you, pick one, bacon, eggs, or waffles. Man, I, I, when you sent me this, this was arguably the toughest thing. But <laughs> I am a... I'm a bacon man. I'm a bacon, bacon. man. And you like it crispy, soft, kind of how do you like your bacon? As close to as burnt to, as possible. Same here. And that was the last uh, guest said the exact same thing. And I'm excited that there's this movement of sort of burnt bacon. And so yes. I, I, I am 110% in the same camp with you. Just, just um, the crispiness of it. Like, I don't know how, like, when you get a, a bacon, when you get bacon, if you go to the deli or whatever, wherever you get bacon and it's just undercooked and you can taste that, that kind of rawness, it's yeah. like, it just ruins your mood. So I just like some crispy bacon. So the minute you touch it, it starts breaking apart. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's the bacon I love. <laughs> and it, yeah. And it has to be a little on the thinner side as well in order to get that kind of breaking. Oh. If you get that really thick cut and it's kind of undercooked. Yeah. I exactly. 100% there with you. So <laughs> yep. let's get into the top Knicks question on Persona, which is how do you think the Knicks Kevin Knox career will transpire? Man, this pains me because I talk about this a lot on my show and, and just with every, like a lot on social media. And when the pick happened, I was like, oh, kind of disappointed. Not the guy I wanted. You know, I actually wanted the other guy from Kentucky, uh, Shea Gildas Alexander. But, you know, they drafted him. He had potential. So, you know, you're going to go with the guy. I'm going to root for him. Hopefully that's success. But he just hasn't shown it first year. And then he won Rookie of the Month in his first year. So you saw some promise. But then last year was just an absolute disaster. And that really made you think, man, like, is this going to be it? You know, and this year – He's he's been he's better than last year, but <laughs> that's not really saying much because he was so bad last year. Like he's he's developed, you know, a, he's a pretty good corner three point shooter. But um, as far as you know, taking a guy who was that high, a top ten pick, it just it hasn't worked out, and he hasn't played a lot of minutes of late. 
you know, he's play, he'll play sporadically five, ten minutes here. So it, it just it, it hasn't worked out so far. He's still super young, but um, you just haven't seen him. You know, you don't. I just don't. I don't see him being that player that can help. You know, uh, take this Knicks team back to being irrelevant because he's just he just hasn't. We haven't seen it yet in, in two and in, in uh in three years. So uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> It's just, it's tough. It's tough with yeah. him, but, uh, no, you know, I know it's, and it's always, it's never fun sort of criticizing a young guy that has a lot of talent and, and, you know, high ceiling, but, um, you yeah. know, it is what it is. And, and the league is a, is very difficult and he might find his role in a different team, but it certainly seems like the Knicks are is not where his, um, potential is going to be untapped or if it is, you know, it is, it is what it is. So 100% agree. 100% you know. agree. Yeah. So let's move to one of my favorite questions. And it's the second most popular Knicks question on persona, which is which mellow was your favorite nuggets, Knicks, hoodie, mellow, or blazers mellow. Oh man. Denver mellow was special. Like I used to, I used to argue with people that he was better than like LeBron James. Rookie and, year. I a hundred percent. I buy that hundred percent rookie. year. Uh, uh, and rookie year mellow, in my opinion, should have won rookie of the year because 100%. Because he took his team to the playoffs after, a, I think, I believe a 17-win season the year before in the Western Conference, where it was the Western Conference as is is today still. But even back in 2003, 2004, it was a monster. Like, you're still going against the Lakers, Spurs. I mean, the list goes on and on of the teams that were just juggernauts. And what he was able to do to lead that team, I understood LeBron came with a lot of hype. He didn't make the playoffs in a weak, 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 weak Eastern right. Conference. And he, and he didn't make it the next year after. The first two years, he didn't make it. So I was always on – I was big on that. Um, I, I loved uh, Denver Mello. He was special. Nick's Mello was good, but obviously it, it uh, didn't end the way we wanted it to end. And, <laughs> you know, uh, but Hoodie Mello, I, I, just, I always loved Carmelo Anthony, even when he punched – when he was punched uh, Marty Collins in the garden that day when they had that big fight. Um, I hated him for like five minutes, and I was like, oh, I feel like he's still my guy. And then he wanted to be on the Knicks not too far after that. But, yeah, I, I would say Denver Mello because he's the one guy, and LeBron's even mentioned it, and Kobe, you know, God rest his soul, has mentioned, like, that Mello gave everyone issues because he's so big, what he can do in the in the, in the the mid-range game, his footwork, his everything. So, to me, if I had to pick, I love all the Mellows. I root for every mellow, every version of my hoodie mellow is a different monster too, but I'm going to go with that. I think Denver mellow is just one of the best scorers of all time. You know, uh, as far as which mellow, he's definitely one of the best scorers of all time in Denver. And then obviously some, but Denver mellow was just absolutely special. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with your assessment about him versus LeBron in the early part of his career. And, you know, he was a year older, he did play a, a year at Syracuse. And so he had more mm-hmm. experience, but I mean, for me, the eye test, and I believe the stats actually back this up as well. Maybe it was pretty close, but yeah. um, I mean, the eye test, when they played their head up uh, matchups, it's like Melo was just more polished. You could just tell mm-hmm. it was like a senior versus a sophomore kind of, you know, uh, element. And of, co- of course, LeBron is a specimen. Of course he had a lot of raw talent, but Melo yep. was just operating at just a slight, you know, if he were, he was at a 10 and, and LeBron was at a nine and that, that was just a meaningful difference. And I kind of wish mm-hmm. there's a good question in persona about players that were playing in the wrong era. And uh, I kind of wish Melo played maybe 10 years earlier. Cause I do wonder that mid range game would have been so much more valued and the league sort of yep. slipped away from him um, in that way. So 
obviously he worked on his three as he got older as well, but like that mid range, I feel like in the 90, early nineties or late eighties would have been just like almost Larry bird esque at the end of the day. But um, oh, I love yeah. the, pick. He, the mid range game is it's, it's, he's one of the best mid range players of all time. Even, even now that he's what, 37 years old, yeah. you see his footwork in the, in the mid range and how he just, how he's able to just still get open and create, you know, around that area. It's just, it's special. And it's, it's, it's obviously the mid-range game has gone away. You know, yeah, obviously you've yeah. seen the three-point game has definitely taken over. So Melo's, you know, the way Melo plays isn't, you know, isn't looked on, isn't looked upon the way it would be, like you said, in the 90s right. where the mid-range game was everything, you know, but uh, he's definitely that mid-range game, like I said, He's one of the reasons why I I wanted you know I still believe in the mid range game because what <laughs> what he can do in the mid range it's still it still could work in today's NBA. It can, but, you know. yeah, I agree with that. I do think there's an opportunity for a team, and you know the Spurs are playing around with this strategy, which is taking a lot of mid range shots, getting players that can score yeah. in the mid range, and as you see, um, you know defenses and offenses optimize for shooting in, at the threes and guarding the threes. I do think there's a unique opportunity. I remember this really is a slight tangent, but I remember this really interesting article in the NFL about the transition from four, three defenses to three, four defenses. And they were talking about like at a, at a high level, it doesn't seem like a big switch, but when you think about that, and most teams are switching, the demand for these outside linebackers is just skyrocketing. And so there's a strategy to be made to go back to four, three, because the, yes. the surplus of players. And so I think about that same analogy here with the mid range. I feel like you're right. There might be an opportunity for a team to really try to score in that way. And teams really are it's going to catch them off guard. Totally buy that. I agree. agree. And like you say with San Antonio, like the Rosen is the ultimate mid range player right. and he's so efficient, but since he doesn't shoot the three, you know, he's not a known as a three point shooter, even though this year he's actually shooting the three pretty well. He doesn't shoot a lot, but he's shooting pretty efficient. He's, he's, he's creating easy shots. Like, and I think that's still at the end of the day, it's all about getting, easy shots and we've just we just come to the point in basketball where it's about shooting threes and shooting as many as possible because if you shoot 90 and you only make 30 i mean that's 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 90 points right there like that's what houston did last year they just Mm -hmm. hey let's just shoot as many as possible Mm -hmm. and even if we shoot it at a 30 percent clip hey that's still 90 points right there and and then we'll just figure out the rest of the, you know, 25, 30 points else, you know, every with uh, free throws and all that. So I, I still feel like the, you know, the mid-range is still there. And like you said, San Antonio is doing it a, a, a pretty efficient. They got a couple guys out of good there. So I miss, I miss that. I miss that basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope Mello when he retires from the NBA that he picks it back up in the big three tournament, because he <laughs> will very quickly be probably the best player, you know, a, his age and his, his closeness to the NBA, but I think that uh, that mid-range and a three-and-three half-court set, he's going to be a top player in the big three if he decides to go do it. Oh, yeah. MVP, he'll win a championship finally. <laughs> oh, man, I, I hope that's the case. I, I If I had to put money on it, I don't think he'll go to the big three, but uh, he seems to love hoops, man. He's always in the gym, so maybe. Maybe I can hold hold we'll out. See. We'll see sure. So let's move to the third most popular question on Persona, which is will the Knicks make the playoffs? Well, the Knicks make if you if you talk to me like a week or two ago, I would say there's a good chance. Right now, obviously they're in a little funk, and it's kind of hard to say because even though they started pretty good, you know they started five and three, haven't played great of late. You know I think they've lost what eight eight of the last eleven. Uh, 
you know, the the start was great. Julius Randle's playing great. You know, the guys are playing definitely overachieving. But I still think overall this team isn't a great team. And I just think they caught teams at the right time. You know, they caught Utah at the right time. You know, Milwaukee, like they played Utah again. And Utah spanked them, you know, by 15 plus, you know, uh, and Utah's playing great. I think they caught a lot of teams at the right time. And, hey, that's you, – you, you, you got to do that. Take advantage of that, you know. And uh, But if you're telling me right now if they're a playoff team, I will say no. I think they'll – I think they'll play playoff basketball to the end, but I think they'll miss out on that play-in, uh, play-in tournament. I just think – because you're seeing right now Julius Randle is, is – uh, he's definitely tailed off a little bit. You know, the minutes are starting to get to him. You know, his efficiency is not as there. He's still playing great and still should be considered to be an all-star. But um, they need someone else to step up. RJ has had some good moments, but then he has moments where he's, he looks like his age. He looks like a young 21-year-old. Yeah. Then it's just that third guy is, is you're relying on the bench, whether it's Rivers, whether it's Burks, whether it's Bullock, if he's healthy. You know, Knox, if he gets hot one game, you know, it's relying on on a bunch of you know role players at this point. So right now, I, I would say unless they make a big trade, you know, for someone, which I don't see them happening because I don't think they have the pieces. But right now, it, it hurts to say it, but I think they will they will not make the playoffs right now unless they make a drastic move. Yeah, I I, I buy that. I I feel like you know ninth seed, tenth seed out east kind of feels like the kind of where they're targeting, which is you know obviously not going to cut it, but. Um, like you said, it's it's enough on the edge that um, a trade getting hot. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Bucks fan, and uh, I actually I decided to skip the Knicks Bucks game, and I woke up the next morning and was stunned <laughs> to see that they got their asses kicked. By the Knicks. Oh man, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe like because because obviously I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm I'm used to heartbreak and all that. But I was like, they're gonna blow this game. Like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And you're like, wow, it, it never happened. Like the Bucks never got close and all that and you know it was a great win and like I said I think they just caught the Bucks at a time where they're trying to figure stuff out Milwaukee and obviously Milwaukee's played a little bit better after that since it, you know again acclimated with the you know obviously Drew Holiday and all that Middleton has played great you know and Giannis even though he's people he's getting criticized the most he's ever been he's still averaging crazy numbers 30 15 yeah you know obviously the free throw they do work on but you know, it was a good win for New York, and uh, it definitely helped the conference because they went on a nice little streak. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But hey, they they caught Milwaukee at the right time, and oh. I'll take it. I'll yeah, you take should, it. you should, you should. Well, I appreciate you. Well, I hope, I hope that's the case. Um, well, I appreciate you joining the show. Remind people uh, the show's name and where they can find you. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, uh, I host the Off the Ball podcast, and you could find that on all. Uh, podcast platforms, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the good stuff, Apple. Uh, uh, and uh, you can find it on YouTube also. And uh, you can follow me on social media, uh, Off the Ball Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. I'm very active. So hit me up if you want to talk ball. I'm always down to talk basketball and all that. So just find me there. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thank you, everyone, for listening.